Today's interview question comes from our speaker, Kate Urarte. Stop and answer this question. Where do you see yourself in five years? Today's episode is sponsored by Morgan Morgan Fitness. You can find her at Morgan Morgan Bonafide on Instagram or www.morganmorganfitness.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson, and today we have another special guest, and she is going to introduce herself. My name is Caitlin Yurante, and I'm so excited to be here today. Awesome. So we met a few months ago, a few months ago, a year ago, almost, last June, and I'm so excited that we have kept our friendship alive through the pageant world, and I wanted the listeners to hear more from someone that it was their first ever pageant experience. So I want to ask you questions about how you thought about starting the pageant world, what kind of your journey was to get where you are now, and some of the pageants you're interested in doing in the future. So first question right off the bat, what made you decide to get into pageantry? So it's always been like something that I've been thinking about. Like even when I was like like a teenager, I was even thinking about doing the Teen USA system. I even applied, did a phone interview, but it was just, you know, not in the budget of my parents to do pageantry at the time. And, you know, I, I really want to do it. But, you know, fast forward to, you know, I guess last year, that's when I started my first pageant. And I was like, oh, wow, now I have a job that I can actually pay for these things. And like, it's always been on my bucket list to do. And finally got around to it um but i've been like seeing like over the years like maybe people that are friends with my friends that have done pageants and i always thought like wow like i can see myself in their shoes and maybe even do better like not in like that sense but i definitely think i could change the world like in my own way and perspective um but specifically before i joined this recent pageant that we met together um at um i know someone that's friends with my boyfriend who did miss earth Earth, and she was Miss New Jersey Earth um, 2019, I believe. And that's what made me really want to keep going and stick with that bucket list. Um, and I definitely checked it off. Um, it was definitely an interesting journey for sure. Like it's a definitely, it was like a lot of comparing myself to like the girls in the pageant system. My thought process was, oh, let me start off with maybe a system that was fresh and new. And then from there I can like branch out to, you know, more systems that were experienced and had more years to their system so that's why I chose the system that I did last year but it was a good experience overall just you know meeting Casey and everything like that and the fact that we have a friendship till today is like something I'm totally grateful for and everything happens for a reason I agree everything does happen for a reason and I am glad that we do have our friendship now because now we can talk about pageants together and I'm really excited that we're kind of deciding on what you should do next in the pageant world. So going back to before that first pageant, before deciding to sign up, what was your thought process? I know you mentioned that you wanted something that was fresh and new and to branch off from there, but what did it feel like having to fill out all that paperwork? Was it overwhelming as a first timer? Was it confusing or did you kind of just easily understand it? What was your thoughts for that? It was, it was a lot of like learning as I went with it. It's like crazy how like the smallest things weren't common sense to me, but was common sense to like pageant girls and 
maybe that's just like just their years of experiences. Um, I definitely realized like later on in the process that I needed um, a coach. And the only reason I knew that I needed a coach was seeing that we had sponsors in our pageant system. And I was like, oh, I guess we do need a coach. And they're offering, you know, these discounts and stuff. Why not utilize it? Um, an example of like something I didn't know that was common sense was really trying on like the heels that you're going to wear to nationals with your evening gown, because I wore like really short heels to the fitting. And little did I know that when I bought these Chinese laundry, you know, six inch heels or so I was like, oh my God, it's literally too short my evening gown and so that was a learning process and that was something i heard like comments wise from the end of the pageant um that i did that oh like you know make sure to have a longer dress and you know that was something that was just like an error on my end but you know sometimes you don't even know these things unless you ask like people that are pageant girls themselves um definitely feel free to ask all the girls in like the system that you're in or you know, people that you want to reach out to and you idolize because in the end of the day, we are just here to uplift one another. And like, you know, all these girls that have been experienced were once in my shoes. And like, now that I've finished my first pageant last year, um, I definitely want to be like some kind of a resource, like learning and like hope to debunk like all these barriers that you may run into if you're a newcomer. Did you ever think it was weird that we were required to have so many dresses, like a cocktail dress for this event or a a jersey for the practice? Did that ever come off as like kind of strange that we had to have these different outfits? I honestly love the idea of having like a fun fashion um, section to a pageant. Like I was like, oh, yeah, like that makes sense that, you know, we would need that and evening gown interview dress. Yeah, like obviously you would need that. But um, an opening number dress just didn't make sense to me. Um, I was just like, okay, why do we really have to do this like dance or this stunt like in front of everyone? But I definitely love it because when I was younger, I was in um, dance. So I was like, oh, this is cute. But I never understood like the reasoning behind it. I mean, Casey, you can probably tell me the reasoning behind like why they do those introductions. I mean, you can just have people just walk on stage and stuff like that but I know some pageants do dancing and some people do like walk down the catwalk and then pose but I guess it's really different for all pageants. It definitely is at Miss South Carolina America as I was a teen and a miss. Miss South Carolina for the America system is known for doing this amazing opening number. They hire an entire dance team to come in and teach it. You have Literally, it's like tryouts on who should be in the front, who should be a runway girl, which I, if I was smart enough, I would have known just be the runway girl because all you have to do is walk down the runway off the front of the stage and you walk out. Your hair is not messed up. Your makeup isn't running because you're sweating. I should have known better. Now looking back, I would have 100% been a runway girl because when I was a teen, I was a riser girl. So in the back of the stage, they had risers so you could see all the girls in the very back. And I mean, they had us whipping our hair and I had already, you know, paid bukus of money to have our hair done. So it was really interesting just seeing that production. I guess after that, I was just used to it. But 
I mean, as a newcomer coming in, I know a lot of the girls doing Miss South Carolina or any type of MAO or these big systems that have a huge opening number, it is like an eye-opener. Like, oh, goodness, like, I now have to dance. Not only do I have to walk, talk, you know, do my thing in front of these people, I also have to dance. Like, it's kind of sh- – it's just – it's scary. And when we had to do, like, our opening numbers for that pageant, I was – I was excited that we had our little moment to like walk. I remember we we clapped hands and we walked past each other as we were walking. Like it was such a, like a good experience to be able to interact with the other contestants when we do that opening number because it's just the showing of here's what this pageant organization has to offer and ta-da, this is great. This is the girls, but some pageant systems they haven't got their they're like niche down of like why they do their opening number like is this for entertainment is this for just the showing of the contestants is this about the contestants so that's what some pageant systems are still working that out especially being such a new system that we had tried out but I mean it really is just the showcase of what the organization has to offer it's kind of why we do that whole opening number in the beginning but like you said, it would be easier if somebody just said, hey, I'm Casey Gibson, I'm contestant, blah, 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 I'm from this place in the U.S. Like, it would be much easier if we just did that. But, you know, I like to spice it up a little bit. <laughs> no, yeah, I definitely love the spice and, like, the interaction that way. Like, it's like a show, you know? You want to make it feel like it was planned out, like, months in advance. Like, you want to look professional. And, you know, I do see that from that perspective. And I, th- I think it's cute to have, like, a dance. But, you know, when it's, like, disorganized, like, you know, not knowing where you're going to be on stage or something like that or learning, the you know, the day of or a few hours before can be tough. How much time do you think you put into prep work before your first pageant? Throughout the year, like, I started, I think, like, September, early September, And then the pageant was in July. So I had that whole year to like get everything together. Um, I felt like I was really hitting the ground running when I saw people doing more than me. And it wasn't more like a competitive thing. It was more like I felt like I needed to keep up with these girls because if I didn't keep up, then I was going to get lost in the shuffle of things. Um, And honestly, and I felt like, when I was doing more and they knew that I was a a newcomer, I kind of like got their eye on me and like, I made friends that way. Like people were curious, like what was my secret? Honestly, I had no secret. It was more like me being myself, finding volunteer opportunities, um, kind of seeing what those girls did and like maybe like seeing their friends like in other pageants through Instagram doing like other things so it was like just learning through social media and that's the power of social media and also talking to the girls like they'll give your input especially when you're a newcomer absolutely I agree with that I remember when there was three of y'all in the pageant that were posting left and right I had just got my title maybe two months before the pageant like I had just got my sash so I had no appearances. I hadn't done anything. I had taken pictures at graduation with my crown and sash. That was it. Like, I didn't have anything. And so I definitely, as a lifelong pageant person, I knew I was like, I am not doing enough. And I never knew before we got to the pageant, actually had a true sit down conversation. I had no clue that you were a first timer. You did everything like you had been doing it for years. And I was, I was envious. I was like, how is she doing this? How does she have so much time? 
Like, what am I missing? What am I not doing? And after that pageant, literally just watching you and what you did and you dedicated as much time as you possibly could is that's what it looked like through social media to your title and what you could do with it. And so I, for this next pageant, I had made sure like with my title now that I am doing whatever I can. I'm making two or three posts a week, making sure that I'm out there promoting the organization because you did that. And that was awesome. And I wanted to just praise you for that because girls go out there and they'll just post cute pictures and they're sash and but you were out there community service projects left and right working on your platform and that's another question I wanted to ask you about just so you could tell the listeners a little more about what your platform is so if you could just give a little insight for them of course um so I was thinking before I started the pageant what was going to be my platform and I was seeing like examples of other girls um and seeing what was my like passion or interest or something that I wanted to learn more about and um something about me is that I'm actually a graduate student at the School of Public Health at Rutgers so I'm getting my master's degree in that with a concentration in social and behavioral health sciences so my goal is to just empower individuals to take charge of their health so I wanted to incorporate that in my platform and vice versa, like being able to use that work in my um, classroom settings, I guess you can say, like bring that there and bring what I know from classes to my platform. So I chose breast cancer awareness um, because one in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer in their lifetime. And so that's such a impact for society today. And we definitely need to have more awareness and, you know, prevent these things from happening through just, you know, social media ads or just having fundraisers going to these different organizations like Making Strides Against Breast Cancer or also just having advocates speak like on a podcast like this can be helpful. Just like just having the word out there was so important. And that's something that really resonated with me because, you know, I feel like women are the future and, you know, breast cancer affects all people but you know primarily women so I wanted to focus on that and and that's how I incorporated in my own like day-to-day like finding volunteer opportunities like what opportunity was I going to do next and I was trying to see okay how can I have like a fun activity and also incorporate my platform so an example was I had virtual I had a virtual concert with local bands in New Jersey and they performed on like Facebook live or zoom and we were able to get donations that way and then all that money went to making strides against breast cancer so it was more like you know promoting local bands and also promoting myself and also promoting the platform of making strides against breast cancer and other you know breast cancer awareness um, organizations so it's more like helping not only myself in the community not only the public but also the businesses that stand with you know helping these things happen That is so amazing. And recently you were on similar to a TED talk, but it was called the Mark Conference. Could you tell the viewers a little more about what you talked about that conference? I remember seeing the pictures and at first I I legit thought you had a true TED talk because the letters look the same. I was like, Kate is out here doing the most. I love it. (laughs) But yeah, tell the listeners a little bit more about that conference. Yeah, so um, the MARC conference is student-run at Rutgers University. It's the largest, actually, and it's so great because they actually have, you know, captains for this conference to help, you know, decorate the whole space, transform it into just like a space for leaders to interact with one another and stuff like that and doing like activities like energizers to 
get to meet other people on campus and other leaders as well, students-wise. Um, students were invited, but also, you know, anyone could go, the public. So I was chosen as an Ignite speaker to talk about any topic I wanted to. And I always had my eyes on talking at this conference because I knew people who did it during my undergraduate years at Rutgers. And I never got the chance to interview because I just was so busy and I had a lot of, on my plate. And I was like, okay, I'm in grad school now. What is going to be the next big thing after this pageant that I did? And I was like, I need to make my mark on the world um, and maybe at my own school too. So um, I applied to be a speaker. I got it. And I decided that I wanted to talk about the hardships um, of just pre-pandemic, during the pandemic, and where I am currently, and how unhappy I was after leaving college, because I felt like I had this plan going for me. Um, I applied to a graduate program when I graduated from Rutgers during my undergrad, and I didn't get chosen, and that was really tough, because I thought I had all the boxes checked off, I knew the right people, you know, I thought I had the connections, and I didn't make it, and I was like, okay, I didn't even have a backup plan, I didn't even think that far ahead. My plan was just get into this program and you're going to just go from there. So my topic was, where do you see yourself in five years and how I don't believe in limiting my life to a five-year plan because that just seems like you have to always be choosing these certain decisions to get to that path. I think it's okay to have a skeleton of like what you think should happen in your life, but don't be like so hardcore on like this needs to happen this way or, you know, I'm kind of like doomed for the rest of my life. So um, I was more focused on like telling my story and like, you know, kind of asking rhetorical questions to the crowd saying, where do you see yourself tomorrow? And like, you know, it was really refreshing to have people come up to me after my talk, like about five students came up to me and said, Hey, like, I'm like in the same boat. Like, thank you so much for sharing your story. It was so relatable. And, you know, it kind of hit home for me. And I was like, okay, so I did make my mark on the, the world because I made a mark in my own school. And so yeah, I that was something I did want to do. And I checked it off my list recently. And I'm, I'm actually interviewing to be a captain for next year. So I'm trying to, you know, help other leaders in the community. So that's my way of like taking a break from pageantry. Um, by doing these things. So, but I'm definitely not done with pageants, if that's the next question. That definitely is one of our next questions. But going back to where you're talking about where do you see yourself in five years? That is such a big question that they do ask in pageants. What do you see yourself in five years? What do you see yourself like in 10 years? And those are always the hardest questions because it is limiting you. Like, I have to do X, Y, and Z before I can, you know, win this title, or I want to do X, Y, and Z before I can get married, I want to do this. And so how you said that, I've never really thought about it, because you are putting yourself in this tiny box of, okay, this box is only a five-year box, what can I do in this five years? But then it's almost having guilt that you didn't complete those things. And so it's such an interesting thing, I'd never really thought about it in that way. And so I really... I appreciate you doing that because I'm definitely, I know you had posted a video about it. I remember watching it and I was like snapping. I was like, yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Every time. And I'm going to put it when I do our promo ad for this podcast, I'm going to add your video in there along with your Ignite uh, little picture that has yourself and it says you're an Ignite speaker just so people can go check that out too because that's such an interesting thing that I had never really seen at any other colleges. Like I hadn't been like looking to see if they did that. I know at the University of South Carolina, we didn't have anything like that. And I wish we did because I feel like we would have heard so many different 
stories and trials and tribulation that people have either gone through or even the good times that they want to talk about that they never really did that. And so I think that would be something really interesting for these other schools to implement that your school is already doing. So I think it's such a great thing to have on your resume. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm definitely going to add it on to my pageant resume and my, you know, normal resume that I would, you know, just show others. But yeah, it was just so nice to just be able to speak to other leaders. And, you know, you have to be a leader before you can be a pageant queen. I think that's what it is. You got to make sure that you're in it for the right reasons. You know, you're not just trying to win a crown. You're trying to win the hearts of others, but in the right way. Um, But yeah, that clip that I had on Instagram, that was like a 45 second clip and they're going to release the full video on YouTube. So I'm definitely going to send that over to you. It hasn't been released yet, but yeah, that was like a snippet of like little parts of like the speech that were important to me. But yeah, it was just, yeah, it was nice to tell my story because I, I'm not one to really just like tell someone randomly. I'm not trying to brag, honestly. I'm very vulnerable in my speech. I mean, I I went into a little bit how I didn't make it into a program. And honestly, after college, if you didn't get into something, what's your next step? And my next step was, okay, I guess I'm going to make money because I need to, you know, save up for, you know, a car or just, you know, save up for an apartment. And so I worked in New York City and people say it's a dream to work there. But really, um, I'm going to say a quote for my speech, but it's really making a a five minute walk, a minute walk just to catch a train and being exhausted at 23 was not part of my five year plan. Um, but now I'm happy as can be like currently I'm content. I feel so rested and I feel like my advice was to just tell anyone anything that I've learned over my years that in being school or just in life in general is just to not let anyone tell you what to do. Like don't let, you know, finances let you from stopping you from doing a pageant or, you know, getting that coach that you want or, you know, going to school because if you think that's going to put you in the right direction, then it's an investment in and of itself. So just keep going, keep grinding. Um, People are going to say certain things to take, um, to belittle be little you sometimes but just you know keep your mind in one mindset I love that and I think that's definitely what people nowadays need to hear is you don't have to listen I mean like I tell myself this all the time like my parents advise that I stay in my current role for two years like times have changed and nowadays our generation is so used to change they want to change stuff all the time and always be on the go and always doing something and so now it's Make decisions for yourself. Choose what you want to do. If you're not happy, go find something that's going to make you happy. And that's that's all that matters at the end of the day is your happiness. And I think that's something that most people don't realize because, you know, the older generations were, I had to make a dollar. I had to fend for my family. I had to pay my bills. And now it's people can get creative. I have three different side hustles on how I'm doing stuff. I do pageant coaching. I do the podcast. I have my real job. Like I have all of these different, oh, and I work at a gym. Like I have all these different avenues of making myself happy because yes, my, my normal job makes me happy. I'm happy to be in the technology field, but I have to have those creative outlets on the side that also feed into my happiness. So it's definitely, you hit that one right on the head do what makes you happy and do not let anyone else tell you otherwise. But 
Talking about making yourself happy, do you have any pageants coming up in the future that you're interested in? Yeah, definitely. So to be honest, when I was thinking about going into a pageant before doing the one in July, I was thinking, okay, let me go through Instagram and see what pageants, you know, could be out there. And I was, you know, I'm very much a leader and I give credit to my school for that. And so having that collegiate division was so important to me. And I didn't even know that pageant systems had that. And like, this is like what to know when you're like, I guess it's like pageant 101, like the things you, if you were to write a book, these are the different divisions and it's good to know. Um, But I'm definitely looking out at Miss High School America. And honestly, I really am a fan of Miss Earth. Um, Recently, their top runner-ups, one of them is Emma Loney, recently got crowned, and she's all about body positivity. And so I find that really important, and that resonates with me, um, because I definitely don't fit this cookie-cutter pageant girl. So um, she's definitely someone I idolize, and I think she would be a good person to follow in the footsteps of. Side note, I'm actually in contact with her right now, working to get her on the podcast. We have we have emailed back and forth, exchanging emails. When I saw her, she released her headshot on her Miss Earth eco card, and she's holding her hand against her crown. It was the most beautiful picture I think I'd ever seen of a title holder. And I immediately, it was just on my For You page on Snap or on Instagram. It was just the random pictures of random people that you could possibly follow or you do follow. And I immediately clicked it. I was like, this girl is so beautiful. What is her title? Like, I want to know more. And when I saw her page, I was like, this is someone we need on the podcast. This is a normal, real person. And that's really what I like to pull onto this podcast is normal real people and why they're doing this why are you in the pageant world what is your purpose here what did you want to gain from it and she's someone that I was like I have to talk to her and so yes I am in conversations with her I'm so excited I cannot wait her on here so that's funny that you say that oh my goodness I'm so excited now for you to hear that episode (laughs) oh my gosh I might have to sit in on it I I don't know her personally, but, you know, I would definitely like to give her a shout out and stuff like that. You may not know me, but, you know, hopefully one day you will. Yeah, you're like, girl, I'm cheering for you no matter what. You may not know me, but I'm here for you. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Yeah, we've come to that point in the podcast where I like to ask everyone the same final question. Are you ready? Drum roll, please. In what way has pageants positively impacted you? I felt like I found myself through it. And that kind of sounds very typical or corny to say. But honestly, after college, when I was very lost, I felt like I needed to fill a void. And I felt like pageantry was there for me when I needed it. And it kind of like uplifted my spirit. And so overall, I think it just has done more good for people. And it's just going in a positive direction, especially with all these pageant systems, you know, including all types of girls out there, which is great. And there's diversity and everyone's accepted, which is great. And I'm all for that. And the, like I said, women are the future and we got to keep it running with that. I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm so glad, Kate, that I can sit down and talk with you. I know we catch up from time to time, but we'll definitely have to designate at least once or twice a month to have a sit down chat and we just catch up more because I really have missed talking to you. Every time we talk, it's 
it's amazing. I'm so glad to hear all the wonderful things you're doing. And hopefully we can compete in another good system together sometime soon. Hint, hint. <laughs> we have something that works. We just can't tell anybody. <laughs> yes, it's this top secret secret. I love it, guys. But you know... You never know what happens in the future, so I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for having me.